The art of weaving baskets in India is as ancient as pottery. If you, like me, grew up in an urban area, you might have seen them at the local market. Large round objects made using natural fibers in all shades of beige and brown. In its finest form, this art of weaving naturally available materials, also known as wicker work, produces furniture, trays, vases, magazine racks and much, much more. This is a limited series podcast brought to you by Asian Paints Royal Play. Their latest collection, Tana Bana, is a range of wall textures inspired by India's rich heritage of handicrafts and weaves. We want to bring to you the beauty of these art forms, the stories of their origins, their color, their scent, and the euphonious sounds of the looms, all in the hope that someday these wall textures bring color to your life and home. My name is Rishi K, and you're listening to Tana Bana. With temperatures dropping down to minus 10 degrees, winters in Kashmir are biting cold. As forest canopies turn greyish-white and icicles suspend from rooftops, the kangri offers much-needed warmth. A kangri is an earthen pot with an intricately designed wicker casing. The pot filled with embers is held by the handle under a peran, which is a traditional cloak worn by the residents of the valley. For most people who work outdoors during the winter, a kangri is their companion through and through. Think of it as a mobile heater. It is also a tradition for parents to gift their daughter a specially designed kangri for the first winter after her wedding. While the origin of kangri is not known, some Kashmiri historians believe it is indigenous, while others however say that it was imported from Central Asia around 600 years ago. And some even believe it came from Italy as it resembles an old Italian heating device. To understand the roots of the craft in Kashmir, we spoke to Payal Nath, the founder of Kadamhat, a social enterprise that works with wicker artisans across India. There is a mention of Kashmiri Kangri made of wicker 855 AD and tribal communities used to make them back then in Kashmir. The Kangri, what I just mentioned, was made at that point of time from wild willow, which used to be collected by the tribal communities as twigs from the wood uh, in that region. But it's only in the last century when Maharaja Hari Singh imported 12 kgs of seeds of English willow and from Europe. And that's where the current willow wicker basketry of Kashmir comes from. It's got a reddish color and uh, it's uh, somehow it's richer looking and uh, people prefer that now rather than the wild wicker. This is as far as the, you know, Kashmir willow basketry is concerned. Not just the Kangri, but Kashmir is well known for all its wicker products. From decorative bowls and trays to furniture, one can find the wonders of wicker at markets throughout the valley. On our visit to Kashmir, we met an artisan who has been practicing wicker work for over four decades. 68-year-old Asadullah Kumar lives in Bargam, which is an hour's drive from Srinagar. 
It was the beginning of fall and on our way to meet him, we crossed paddy fields, deodar and pine trees, which were all turning to various hues of gold. We also spotted farmers harvesting apples, almonds and walnuts. Asadullah lives in a traditional house made from bricks and mud. His neighborhood is surrounded by stepped fields, pastures and water streams. When we went over to meet him, we saw him sitting in his front yard in deep concentration, dexterously weaving a large basket. I didn't go to any school to learn this. This has been our ancestral profession, at home and even in the neighborhood. That is how I got an opportunity to learn this craft. Learning this work doesn't involve any reading or writing, but instead requires keen observation with your own eyes. Willow reeds used to make baskets and kangaris grow in the wild. If you're a tourist, you're most likely to spot the tall reeds growing alongside lakes as swampy lands are best suited for their growth. And that is what makes Gandharbal district a hub for wicker work. But it also grows in Balgam, Anantnag and Srinagar. The willow reeds are ready for harvest in the month of August. If we delay harvesting them till September, they become unusable. We first collect the raw material to make the baskets from the forest. These baskets are used in agriculture and we collect wicker for kangaris from the nearby fields. There is also another type of willow which we get from the Dudpatri area and its surrounding forests. Once the willow reeds are collected, they are either soaked in water for 2-3 to three hours or boiled for 6-8 to eight hours, depending on the type of willow used. This changes the colour of the reeds, from green to a light brown. It also softens the outer layer, which needs to be peeled before weaving. The material inside is highly pliable and that makes it a perfect raw material for weaving, even the most complex designs. I've liked everything about this work, except for peeling wicker. As it would hurt my hands and give me blisters. Also, there is always a fear of bears and other wild animals when we are out to collect willow from the bushes. We whistle and remain very alert during the process, as it can be dangerous. One day my brother, Muhammad Akram, and I were out in the forest collecting wicker. When we had a close encounter with a large bear, I froze for a couple of minutes and couldn't breathe. My brother somehow managed to drive the bear away. Or we would have both been killed that very day. Asadullah tells us that the most challenging part of making the kangri is getting its arch right. He says that once that is done, the rest is easy. He can make kangri in a day and a basket in just four or five hours. Asadullah finds immense joy in making kangaris because they are closely tied to Kashmir's culture, identity and tradition. Alwild kangaris are unique to Kashmir and its wicker work is the most well-known. The craft itself is practiced across India. 
Wicker is a much wider term which is basically used for basketry. Anything, any twigs which are woven together or any form of grass, blade, uh, you know, uh, blade, natural fibers which are woven together is known as wicker. And the wicker word also is basically a Scandinavian, you know, origin which basically means to bend. If you look back to 400 BC Sumerian civilization, there's mention of wicker. So our India is so rich in wicker materials and every region has its own way of dealing with it. Punjab, you get Sarkanda and date palms. Come down further from Punjab to the plains, Gangetic plains, UP, Uttar Pradesh. There you have the monsoon grass growing uh, called the moonj grass. And uh, this is prevalent in Allahabad, Hardoi, Sultanpur. Sultanpur, in fact, is the GI uh, given to moonj grass. Pyle found that in Uttar Pradesh too, basketry is an integral part of their culture. On a visit to Hardoi in 2016, she found women making baskets for gifting on special occasions. Each basket had a special message for its recipient. From Namaste Jijaji to Ram Ram, every basket was crafted with love. Apart from Uttar Pradesh, Punjab and Kashmir, wicker work is also practiced in several other states in India. In Bihar, it is another monsoon grass called Sikhi that is used. In Bengal, you have Sabai grass as well, which is a very brittle grass, which uh, grows. It's a perennial grass. That's the uh, very positive point. And there is some history of Sabai grass being such a strong material, such a grass, strong grass blade, that it was used by the British Army, even to uh, the ropes made out of these, uh, to pull their artillery in uh, colonial uh, India. So in Bengal, apart from a bamboo, there are few other materials like sitol patti. Now as the name a Bengali word sitol means cool and patti is mats. So this sitol patti were used as a, a material which is cane mutra, kind of a cane reed. And they would use it, uh, split it and use it to sit on on the floor. So they would just make floor mats. And currently also they make continue to make floor mats uh, because it's very cooling. Apart from West Bengal, the use of bamboo is also widespread in the northeastern states of India. It is used to make bowls, baskets, fish traps, skirts, homes, bridges. Every region, in fact, every state will have its own interpretation of wicker with the basic raw material that existed historically and it continued to carry on even in the rural areas even now. What is amazing about it is that you can create the strongest structures like homes, like bridges by that craft and to the softest of products for like combs to very soft, subtle bags to even pillows uh, with least carbon footprint. It uses materials which 100% grow and are replenishable 100% by processing of the materials which is 100% non-toxic with not much water usage as well. In every which way it's good for the planet and it's good for the people. And that is the story of basketry or wicker work in India. In the episode so far, we brought to you the stories of palm weave from Goa, bandhej from Gujarat, the humble charpai from Haryana and ikat from Odisha. But there's a lot more in store in the episodes to come. We'll travel across Bihar and Jharkhand to bring you the stories of Tassar, to Tamil Nadu and Andhra to discover the legacy of Madras Czechs and finally to Uttarakhand to bring you the stories of pom-pom makers. You can bring home the beauty of each one of these art forms as a texture on your wall in a range of colors with Tana Bana by Asian Paints Royal Play. Click on the link in the show notes or SMS play to 56161 to know more.